Surprise! <laughs> we have a special bonus episode for you guys this week. Uh, we're so excited. So uh, a few weeks ago, Lauren, Sal, and I got together with Sandra and Hillary, two radio hosts from the Ottawa and London areas, uh, and we got to go on their podcast, The Quick and the Dirty. Uh, so what you're going to be listening to, it's uh, basically us just like shooting the shit with two amazing, really fun chicks. I had such a good time recording. Right? It was so much fun. And it was like in a real recording studio. Yeah, I was like, it was legit. We're like, why are we at the 590 Sports like recording we felt Who very legit. We? And like, and when we were like walking in, I'm like, oh, do people notice? <laughs> <laughs> do they know who we are? Anyway, it was just, it was just very cool overall. We had such a great time recording it, like we said. Um, really hope you enjoy the podcast. So yeah, this is a little surprise for you guys. Yeah, here it is. Enjoy. enjoy. Bye. I'm Hillary and I'm Sandra coming up on the quick and the dirty podcast. We are going to do our first ever collab with another podcast and these bitches are crazy. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that this was one of the actually the craziest podcast we have ever recorded and crazy in the best way possible. The podcast is called Somebody Date Us. Yes, because that's actually an existing podcast hosted by three ladies, Asal, Carly, and Lauren, and they joined us while we were in Toronto to chat about some of their crazy dating experiences. Including uh, the first date that ended with a dead body and why you may never be able to look at a chicken shawarma the same way again. I'd apologize if it weren't so funny. <laughs> exactly. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. If anybody's been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know there was a time where we addressed the fact that I had my own personal stalker. Do you remember that? Yes, it started with you and then somehow um, it, it, it kind of transcended into a, both of us. That's right. And you were, and it's funny because you were upset because you didn't have a stalker and then my stalker became our stalker. Right. And now our stalker has forsaken you. In fact, I believe he <laughs> blocked you from social media. I know. And now he's my stalker. I blocked this guy, by the way, on every social media. But today he sent a public note on my radio station's Instagram account declaring, I am not a Sandra Plagakis fan. <laughs> Like that is that is throwing down, buddy. <laughs> Do you think it's because he found out you blocked him? But everybody blocks him. He's like he's he's always commenting. He's always doing this. There's at least three other people at the radio station that have done this. Well, How does he not know? He's so so good at internet stalking. He will name oh, yeah. your firstborn child, how old they are, what school they go to, followed yeah. by, I love you. Yeah. And then he's also declared publicly that you and I are his best friends. <laughs> yeah. And he loves us, sweeties. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my, and it's like, I don't know, I don't. Underst I don't understand it, but for the most part, he seems harmless. Like, I I'm still alive, so I would say he's harmless. Right. Like, nice guy, just maybe not super aware of how creepy it can be from our end. I will tell you, Sandra, Chris, my boyfriend, he screen caps them and then <laughs> sends them to me with, I see you, little <laughs> gifts. <laughs> Oh my god, he um I got to say he took it to the next level recently by uh going on Facebook starting a conversation with my father-in-law. 
What? And asking my father-in-law. He thought my father-in-law was my son because they have the same name. My son is the junior version. Okay. And he went on the Facebook page and started a conversation and started asking who he thought was my son a bunch of questions. And then my father-in-law, like... (laughs) started answering them and then i had to call my father-in-law and say stop engaging with my stalker and then and then it was just like he did he just didn't understand so he constantly gathers information and stalks us but i the the whole point of this hillary is this now that he's he's off me and he's declared himself to be not a fan there's a part of me that's a little sad about it are you like jealous that he's now officially my stalker yeah i mean he was my stalker and then he was our stalker and now he's your stalker and he is not a fan of me anymore he'll turn on you hills you know that right (laughs) Uh, well, I'm not as much of a bee as you are, but also I think the problem is you love attention. Do I? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, Hillary. I do love attention. someone else is getting your attention. You're taking my attention. (sighs) How do I win him back, Hillary? What can I do? Uh, all you have to do is say hello and And he's yours for life. Love you back. I love you. I know. And it's weird. I don't know what I did to turn off this guy. I must have said something on the radio, maybe taken a position on an issue that he disagrees with or something. And I'm not a fan of Sandra Plagakis. Or this is a ploy for him to lure me in so that I do acknowledge him. You see, because I I feel like he's sneaky. Did you laugh a little when you read that? I took a screenshot of it and it's on my Instagram story right now. I'm I'm enjoying enjoying the attention. What can I tell you? (laughs) I love it when he goes on social media and he says, I love you, Sandra Plagakis. Your your son is Olsen. He's 17 and he goes to this high school. Your other son is 15 and then he goes to this high school. And your husband is Tim. And this is where he works. <laughs> and you're like, you can have him. Take Tim. <laughs> Take them all, in fact. I'm out. We are about to make history today on the Quick and the Dirty podcast. We're doing our first collab. Is that the right word, Hillary? I think it it is. is Sandra thinks she's cool now that she knows what that word (laughs) means. I'm cool enough that I don't have to say collaboration. It's a collab, guys. And it's the first time we've invited another podcast onto our podcast. It's like a a podcast inception that's happening right now. It's like a (laughs) podcast swingers party. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Carly. I'm Asal. I'm Lauren. And they're from Somebody Date Us. Uh, welcome, ladies. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. We're so excited to be here. This is going to get loud. I have a feeling there's oh. going to be a lot of laughs. Um, <laughs> yeah. First off, can I just say that I friggin' love your theme song? Carly <laughs> <laughs> sings it. Uh, yeah, so I, I wrote it and I sing it. So. That's incredible. Yeah, I think I have a career in jingle making. So if my next job doesn't work out, I know what I'm going to do next. So uh, we might need a jingle also. Hit <laughs> me, me up. I'm available. Uh, so before we get into the the dirtiness of the quick and the dirty, tell us a little bit about your podcast for those who may not have checked it out yet. Yeah. So. We started our podcast as a way to kind of connect all of us single people out there that feel like we're doing it alone. You get to a certain point and all your friends are married and having babies and engaged and you kind of feel like you're the only one left. So that's why we wanted to start our podcast as like an outlet where we could talk about all of the struggles we have dating 
and our crazy stories. <laughs> and so other you people share. can relate to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want people to feel like they're not alone. So we always say, like, singles unite. Like, there's lots of us out there struggling, like, dating. Dating's hard. Uh, do you really want somebody to date you, or do you just want to complain about somebody not dating you? Like, which, what's the diff, for real? I'll speak candidly about this. At the moment, I don't want to date anybody. Like, I know personally where I am in my life at the moment. I'm working on me and learning to love myself, so I'm kind of putting dating on the back burner, but that's not to say I don't have hundreds of horrible dating stories and really positive dating stories. Right. And I'm still getting out there, you know? I'm still catching some D, but... <laughs> but you just don't want anything more of it. You're, I'm you're not living committing. the guy style. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like catch and release. That's Hell like, yeah. That's who I like, always wanted to be, the catch and release girl. I, I, I think I am the catch and release girl. Oh, yeah. my God. I, you know what I love about that is that there's no shame around that anymore because back in my day, you were a dirty old hoe, if you even said that out loud. True story. It's true. Heads sure. up, you are a dirty hoe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Still no judgment. And now we know the name of this episode. <laughs> you are a dirty old hound. Thank you, Hillary. <laughs> no argument for me. But like, I love that you guys just own who you are, where you are in life, and you're like the dirty old hoe in you, like embracing it and not and, oh, yeah. and being unapologetic about it. One hundred percent. And I think we're so fortunate that like, I think about you know if I were twenty nine in like. 75, I don't know, or like 85, would I be so explorative, sexually explorative? I don't think so because the dynamic and the conversation has changed so much even in the past two years. You know what I mean? So being like a slut isn't necessarily a bad thing anymore. It's more like you're being sexually explorative and we've taken it back. Girls are just dating like how guys used to have always dated. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So where do we start? Do we start off with your, your horrible dating stories? Uh, Do we start off with what your family thinks about it? I mean, I don't know where to start with you guys because there's three of you and you all come in with your own individual stories. And, and (laughs) so so you started this podcast because you really just, you say wanted to, share your experiences with other singles who didn't feel alone. So mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10 for like 10 being like disastrous, how bad for, for, for real is it out there right now? I mean, I go on a lot of like good, like fine dates. It's not like it's like every date is this wild adventure story. Um, most of them aren't. It's just like you meet a lot of like nice people that like aren't, you're not interested in seeing again. And I think since people have so many options on dating apps now that they just don't, they don't have to see you again. Like it's even if you're like, oh, the conversation was all right. Like you don't really give people another chance. You just kind of go, okay, I'm going to go back to the app and keep swiping. And so I think that's really the challenge that everyone has. You're kind of expecting instant chemistry. Yeah. Like uh, it used to be that discussion about love at first sight. Is it a real thing? And now it's like love at first conversation. And Mm -hmm. if you're nervous and you're not being yourself, how do you know that? you actually don't have chemistry. Exactly. exactly. And like with so many apps being available to people, people just, they're like, well, why why give it a second date when I can just find someone else who checks off all these things I'm looking for? And people are just constantly looking for somebody else, I think, because there's like a pool of people and you can meet someone so quickly mm-hmm. um, off like, like I, I have like three or four dating apps right now and I'm on each of them um, like a Ready couple times sell. a day. So everyone's doing that. So there's just, there's so many people out there and I feel like people are just always like on to the next. Uh, I, <laughs> when you go on social media and you see a picture of a pretty girl and she says she's having the best life ever, do you believe that? 
No. Absolutely no. not. Why the <laughs> fuck do you believe what they're saying on Tinder? <laughs> it's true. Like, it's seriously, true. Yeah, why? No. Because you say that you check off all right. the boxes, but it's all a lie. It's all a yeah, big for sure. relations yeah. lie. Yeah, it, we we actually just did an episode about dating profiles and you Asal, you found a stat that was like 53% of people lie on their dating profiles. We're like, so trust no one, yeah. basically. Really? <laughs> right. Someone is like, I'm totally outdoorsy, <laughs> but they have one pic of themselves ever camping. Yeah, yeah they went on one they, hike. <laughs> <laughs> they went on one fucking hike and it's like, okay, now they're like bare bros. Calm down. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about living out loud. Uh, you guys are like us. You're very open with your lives and you share uh, personal stuff and occasionally private stuff. We always have this conversation about sharing the personal versus the private. How has that affected the other relationships in your life? Your family? Do they listen to your podcast? Um, and if you do meet someone and you start dating, how do they react to knowing your material comes from them? Yeah, well, I, I'm really lucky. So my dad knows about the podcast, but he's not allowed to listen. Okay. He thinks what I'm doing is really great. He's pretty, like, progressive, so he's like, you get it, girl. Um, My dad's girlfriend loves the podcast. I let her listen because it's different, oh, right? It's girls, you know. It's girls. Um, My sister loves it. And I do have, you know, my aunts uh, following me on Instagram, like, on the podcast, but I tell them not to listen just because we do talk about really dirty things. And I don't want to be at, like, my grandma's 85th birthday, and they're going to hear about, like, this, like, massive dick that I like came across last week. <laughs> so like you got it girl. Can just show me with your hands. <laughs> so I called it the shawarma dick yeah. because it's like oh my God, I forgot about the shawarma dick. The shawarma dick. Oh my god, I had a nightmare about him the Is other day. Also but it's also uncircumcised. Hey girl, I don't even remember. And also don't you dare ruin shawarma for me. This better be a positive story. Don't I mean uh, wait, if you, uh, it was okay. I mean, how can you enjoy something that's like that big? But um, you know, I, I pushed through it. I persevered, and you know, rallied. I'm not a quitter. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. And I, I saw it, and I'm like, that's not going in me. He's like, we can try, we can try. I'm like, do you have lube? And he's like, no. I'm like, do you get laid? Because how yeah, does what? anybody take this on? So it took a lot of like prep work. Like, but I feel we're good. like if you're coming packing that, you're responsible to BYO lube. Yeah, like all oh, the time. That's, like, that's, in just, your that's on, you. on you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I dated a guy in my 20s that I had to break up with because I nicknamed him Two Pop Cans. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's a wow. thing. It's a thing. Like, like he, I can only assume, as soon as I said, I was like, I'm out. I haven't had, like, I thought I was going to have kids and I would, you know, meet the man of my dream. So I was like, you're not ruining me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rest that's, in peace, vagina. You know what's great about this conversation and sad and terrifying at the same time? I've never had one that terrified me before. <laughs> never. But only, 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 like, terrified me that they were so little. I have a million small dick stories to share with you. Like, shockingly small. Like, like, are you even a fully grown man? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Penis. You've never experienced that before, but experienced many, many massive ones. You attract massive dick. Because I always date really tall guys, yes. too. So I think there's, like, a yeah. thing and with it, tall guys and having wonder, a big like, dick. Do you get lightheaded when that's hard? Like... <laughs> Yeah, like, just rushing. I mean, good question. <laughs> I feel like at one point when, like, I, I feel like all guys did this when they were young and in elementary school, and they, like, measured themselves and, like, compared themselves with their friends. Like, right. I wonder what they were thinking back then. Like, 
Yeah. They're probably like, oh man, I'm totally gonna get so late in reality. All the girls are like, no, please no. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the only guy I know who, like our friends tease him, they've known him forever. They make fun of him because he's hung like a horse and he hates it when the guys tease him about it. Because he's like super shy about it. Really? Yeah. Whereas like anyone else would be like swinging it and like wearing tight jeans. He's like, don't. I think it's it's just like having big boobs though. Like, you know, if you have big boobs, I was like, oh, I wish I had big boobs. I'm like, no, you don't. I couldn't, I can't swing a golf club. Like they're just such an obstruction. Like there's Sandra loves it. She invites I motorboat everybody who wants oh, it. Just get in there. And you know like what? At this point, because I'm so smooshy at my age, that I always say, take a running start and I'll actually absorb you. I'll just take, like an alien, you'll just okay. enter me. I love, just it. I love it. Going back to, uh, so families, mm-hmm. Sal, does your family know? Are they aware? Absolutely not. I know. What? She they hides know. it. I hide it. I'm very private with that. And like, they know nothing about it. They're also really like, I'm Middle Eastern. So like, and my parents are a little foreign, so... <laughs> Just a they, little? Yeah, a little bit. Um, they don't know... Part foreign. <laughs> Part foreign. I mean, they don't know what a podcast even is, and I'd like to just keep it that way. Yeah. Um, and then I have an older brother, um, and he listens to podcasts. Like, I just don't want him to know. I just I just right. like to keep that part. Like, some of my cousins know, um, but that's about it. But when what it about, like, family. when you blow up on, like, a huge scale... You know what? When that happens, and I'll I'll own it. But for now, I'm just gonna keep it low key. I feel like it's a nice little dirty little secret, it and is. we're all here to keep it. So yeah. I can't tag you on socials. Is you can what tag you're saying me. Just tag me in socials, but okay, because um, my family doesn't follow me. So okay, perfect. Yeah. And what about you? I was like very. I mean, I'm I work in social media, so my life is very open to begin with. And I mean, it's nice to have a podcast on your resume when you're in my field. So I wasn't like hiding it from anyone. My boss knows about it. Everyone knows about it. Um, I told my family that like, you might not want to listen to it. Right. And my mom, like the first episode came out and she's like, I just listened to your podcast. I must admit it was a little weird listening to your daughter talk about sex. And I was like, well, mom, I warned you. Like I gave you the warning. If you choose to listen anyways, then like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Just don't mention it to me ever. My boss tried to listen for a couple of episodes and then he was like, he couldn't look at me for a couple of weeks. Was it the vagina episode? (laughs) Yeah, what episode did Uh, you I think it was uh, maybe an episode after my surgery when we were talking about sex and like things we like about ourselves and we don't. And uh, yeah, there was mention of my vagina. And he was like, (laughs) or it might have been the body hair episode. (laughs) I killed that one guy. (laughs) And so, like, my boyfriend's family, they love me and they're really interested, but I have to give them a warning like this is not the week because i get personal so next week you can listen i I won't talk about myself yeah yeah i'll tell my my mom now she'll read the descriptions and like if it sounds like it will be about sex or something she won't listen to those ones but i mean sometimes are they all about sex i mean they all like have some part about sex but like some are just like full blown like we're talking about masturbation or something and it's like my mom's like no thank you no thank you (laughs) so what is your idea of the perfect man in 2019 because that's a big question you talk about the the boxes all being checked off what are the boxes i don't like people say like they're like maybe you're just a like too picky i don't feel like i'm picky to want a guy that is like not in prison yeah not in prison <laughs> like doesn't live at home with his parents has a career at this point in his life is nice and knows how to like, treat someone with respect like 
I don't feel like we ask for much. But is it that missing chemistry piece, though, that keeps shutting it down? Yeah, like, I meet tons of really great guys, but it's that well, lack look of at chemistry. You. Fuck. <laughs> Christ. Christ. I feel like I had to add to that. I go, Christ. God damn it. She's, like, beautiful, stunning and oh. exotic. Guys, thank you. <laughs> you so, all are gorgeous ladies. <laughs> Do you have trouble meeting... Boys. <laughs> boys. They're boys. I think the problem boys. is that w- they do meet boys, not men. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of guys that sit, think they're ready for relationships and they're not or like come with a lot of baggage and you're just like that they haven't worked through yet because they're boys and like don't go to therapy. <laughs> yes. so. That's crazy that boys would have that much baggage. Imagine what they'd be like as men. Yo, exactly. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but they literally just, like, repress it all, and then it comes out when it's, like, you guys start getting serious, and they're, like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready. What? I, like, I really wish you told me that, like, four weeks yeah. ago when we started hanging out. You're now, totally wasting my time. I've deleted yeah. all my apps, and now I have to go back on them. Yeah. You know? Like, it's so frustrating. Uh, we talk about what you guys want in men, but what do you think guys want in girls? Like, I'm sorry, men want in women. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying boys. But, like, all what good. do you think? Because if it if it's this hard to date in 2019, it's, I mean, it's hard for you. It's hard for the guys, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. What what are they looking for, do you think? Uh, honestly, I, I can't stop but think that it, it is a lot about looks. Because, you know what, we're meeting people on websites and dating platforms. And it's, you look at their picture and it's just, am I into that or am I not into that? You know what I mean? So it's so based on looks and I think they want you know a really pretty woman who has a great body and that's just something I know I personally experienced um and they kind of want somebody you know who obviously excels in their career they've got, kind of got their crap together um active social life I, I bet I'm gonna like I also feel like most guys think that they want a girl who has like a good career, good head on her shoulders, is independent. In reality, those girls scare the shit out of them and they want someone 10 years younger who like doesn't know what they want in life. And just yet. thinks that they're a god. Yeah. And like can't yeah. see that they don't have their shit exactly. together. They're not going to ask them to like put a ring on it after five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I see guys who date. Uh, I, I better be careful because I know a lot of men who do date younger <laughs> women. And I always say, you are a walking cliche. You mm-hmm. are uh, commitment phobes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost commitment phobes. Yeah, and uh, that you date women that are that much younger than you. Why can't you get a woman your own age? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, man. Well, yeah. and it seems to be it's either like an ego thing, like the, oh, I got a younger woman and mm-hmm. it looks good. Like, I feel like sometimes people date others because it's a showpiece. I look cool with you on my arm. Oh, the trophy. The oh, trophy yeah, girlfriend. Like the trophy yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. and it's sure. not actually about the relationship at all. It's just they're getting some sort of ego mm-hmm. boost from and it. And all their yeah. friends are like, yeah, she's so hot, dude. Right. Yeah, <laughs> scored. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're t- this, uh, you're obviously, you have a dating podcast, and you guys have talked a lot about dating. Um, can we do, like, a roundtable discussion on, like, disaster dates, at least one story? Because I want to hear. Yeah. I, again, I haven't been in the dating world for 25 years. I don't know. I'm terrified. Worst and- date of all time. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Oh boy, Lauren. Okay, we're going to say Lauren. You have a lot. The best worst dates because my worst dates are like next level bad, and they're not like necessarily bad because of the person. It was like two of my worst stories were because of the situation. Um, so one of them was it was like a Friday afternoon. I met this guy at an event, so not on a dating app, which like was very refreshing. And we decided to go down to, like, a park on a Friday after work. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was actually, like, around this time of year. And um, 
we're sitting there. He made this whole picnic for me Aww. and like had like a picnic blanket. And I was like, this Aww. is so sweet. We love him. And you were like, but just so wait. in. Oh, <laughs> just, just wait. wait. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. And yeah. then all of a sudden we hear this like bang and like death screams. Like what? someone's screaming. And it was like like 10 feet away. And like, so he jumped up and runs over. So this tree branch, I don't know if you heard about this in Toronto, but this tree branch just like randomly fell off a completely healthy tree and like smashed a guy's chest in in the park <gasps> and so his girlfriend was the one that was screaming right and so like this guy i'm on a date with like runs over like superman and like lifts the tree branch off and starts giving cpr anyways long story short the guy died in oh. the park and so then after this whole thing happened my date comes back to like the picnic area at this point everyone had left the park but like and i'm he's like i'm stuck sitting there with like a picnic like awkwardly <laughs> and a corpse yeah yeah so that's really and the corpse is still lying over there like i can see it Worst and uh, and like the dude you're with may have been somewhat responsible for the situation well, or weird and like obviously he was in shock and yeah. so like what how do you comfort someone you just met in a situation like that i wouldn't even know how to comfort people like that are my close friends yeah. in a situation like that and so he like comes over he's like i'm starving do you want to eat our picnic now I'm like jesus I okay <laughs> but you know what when your first date starts off with like a dead body it's like it's sort of like an omen yeah. that's like the universe saying yeah. that's not for you you're up not next <laughs> yeah yeah it, okay I mean, story number two okay story number two i uh again situation not the guy he was a nice guy there was never a second date but uh, on my way to the date, so I was actually doing two dates in one night. You know, sometimes there's classic, get it, classic get over with in one day. Slut. I remember <laughs> yeah. those days. Oh, dirty and uh, I was late for the second date, so I was like rushing down the street, and I actually got jumped by two girls <gasps> on my way to the date. And so before I like called nine one one, like a normal person, I like texted my date, was like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna be late. <laughs> I'm courteous like that," and. Um, <laughs> I called 911. This random guy on the street walked me to my date. I still went on my date, but I was like a mess. Like I'd been crying. My makeup's down my face. My ponytail's on the side of my head. I'd like never met this guy before. So he's like, what, what did I just walk into? <laughs> <laughs> so I sat and like had a drink with him, but I was like also in shock and like, yeah, not processing what he was saying. looked like a crackhead. Oh God. And I kept, I like <laughs> burst into tears. Like it was bad. There was no second date, but like he drove me home and like made sure I got home safe. So like. Whatever. Nothing against him, but just it would have been better than going home to an empty house. I think that would have been was my, yeah. my thought process. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so round table, I'm going to ask you, Asal, what's your worst date? I mean, nothing like Warren, but... Um, <laughs> I shouldn't I, have gone first. <laughs> I, yeah, we can just stop now. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I was seeing this guy that I really, really, really liked, um, and we went to uh, a bar um, and I was very excited to meet, to see him again. Like I had been like a week, I hadn't seen him and I was excited. Um, and I was going to meet his friends for the first time. So I was pre-drinking before going to the bar and I drank an entire bottle of red wine, um, to myself. I didn't share. Uh, and then, uh, and you're like a small person. Oh yeah. Like I don't even, I need like two glasses of wine and I'm good, but I drank the whole bottle and uh, went to the bar, and uh, he came, and uh, I threw up in front of him in the bar, in front, oh, of, in front of all his friends. Classy his, bitch. His, his friends had to hold my hair back. Like, this was my first impression, and it wasn't good. And then we shortly after that, we broke up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It was probably the most embarrassing night of my life. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Next, next. Next. <laughs> 
Um, so it was actually really funny. So as I was walking here, I remembered this like one date that I went on and it happened literally two buildings down. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't so much like the worst date, but it could have gone really, really bad, um, because of the situation. But anyway, I met up with this guy, went up for drinks and we had some nachos. It was great. And he's like, listen, do you want to go back to my place? And I was like having a great time. Sure. Why not? And he just lived around the corner. So we went back to his house and I walk in, and I'm not even kidding you, it was covered in, like, horror film paraphernalia with, like, oh, a dear giant Lord. Co- a cardboard cutout of Jason, this other guy, like, the Freddy guy, <laughs> like, in his apartment. And then there were, like, rubber gloves randomly, like, a box of latex gloves, like, on the table. Did you think you were going to die? I was kind of like, oh, this is where I go, right? Like, I'm going <laughs> to die, like, right here. This but where it ends. Th- thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, he turned out to be, like, a good guy, but I was so scared when he went to the bathroom. I was like um, Instagramming all my friends. I'm like, guys, this is my pin location. This is like the situation. I'm like, also, he has a cat, red flag. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know what? We ended up dating for like eight months after that. Right. So it kind of worked wow. out. But I don't know if I could like date a guy who's into rubber gloves. Like, that's where I draw the line. There's a reason. That's right. So he actually he does art. So when he's like working with certain materials, he wears latex gloves. Oh. That's um, what he told you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's for the cavity check. You guys don't know it. You know it. Maybe girl. he wears them like to beat off or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, like a latex. Yeah. Fetish. He's got a thing. <laughs> okay. I have a an interesting question for everyone. And Ooh. Sandra, you should chime in as well. Uh oh. Although the, these decisions happened a while ago for you. Yes. <laughs> How do you decide you're on a date with someone that you're going to sleep with them? Like, is there something mm. in particular that happens when you're on a date where you're like, yes, this is, this is the time. Like, and yeah. I, do I, you have like a checklist? Like how many dates? How do you decide you're going to go for it the first time? I think now I'm, I'm being a little bit more selective because I was never afraid to just like jump into bed on the first date. But now um, I kind of waited out. But sometimes like there's just like that feeling that you just, you know, you get all horned up. You're like, I don't know what it is about you, but like, take me to your house right now. I call that feeling panty soup. Panty <laughs> soup. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw up one second. Um, but panty soup. Panties. I've never even heard you say that before. Panty soup. I know we called it the snail trail before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both not great. Not cute. Not not, cute. We're not keeping those around. Uh, what's but, it like to get wet? <laughs> <laughs> At my age, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more, girls. Oh my god. But yeah, it, it, so it's it's like just that feeling, like the look. Maybe they. I remember this one guy just like came up to me and like gave me this like really passionate kiss, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Bye. Like, sold. See ya. Yeah. But it, yeah. it has to be that feeling, and it's almost like instant. You know, you're like, we need to do it right now. That's that's for I've, me at least. I've never had sex on the first date ever, um, but I don't like have a rule. Like when it feels right, like it could be on the second date, third date, fourth date. Like sometimes, like I've dated a guy for a month and it hasn't happened. But um, it's it's again like Carly said, like a feeling. Like I can't explain it, but it's like, yeah, let's go home and. And bang. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> and bang. Yeah. Like bang. I waited to the second date, but we're totally banging. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. on the first date, you know, like that that connection isn't there. So you give them a second date and then it's just like it just hits you and you're like, yes. Like, yeah. The chemistry grows. Yeah. The sexual tension. But I've totally been on a first date where it's like I remember I went on this one first date like not too long ago and the guy just like we were walking down the street and like pulled me off to the side and started like making out with me. And I'm like, I am not someone with for like 
for public affection, but in that moment, I was like, okay, so your hoes are mine. Like, <laughs> I mean, it never went anywhere after the first right. date, but... <laughs> what? Good you one got a night. passionate kiss, and then... They don't... I know. Aww. The chemistry Aww. was there, but... But it could be like one-sided too. (laughs) Now, Sandra and I have a classic move from our dating life when we used to do it. (laughs) Uh, We would do like let yourself go. Like not shave my legs. Don't shave your legs so you don't sleep with them. Yes, I've done that. I've done that. Do you guys like have, what's your prep routine when you're going to do it for the first time? Because everybody's like got a routine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to be like completely shaven everywhere. Oh, yeah. But all over yeah and i don't know what it is but like sometimes when i'm like about to go on like a third date i'm like you know what tonight just might be the night and usually if i go through that routine it it is the night because like i'm not wasting this yeah yeah Yeah. that's the worst thing when you shave your legs and then then nothing ever happens and like not even just a touch like if i'm wearing like a mini skirt like i want you to feel how smooth my legs are (laughs) or else like that shave is just a waste and shave i put this effort in for you yeah Yeah. that's right (laughs) it's not always like this Yeah. (laughs) yeah i'm all i'm all in like the clean shaven train like I beat the downstairs area. I'm ready to go. And then I think I've we've discussed it before, but like right when you're like about to hook up with somebody for like the first time, you baby wipe the area. So always carry baby wipes on you. Oh my god, I do that. For I no, do. but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you get lucky, you're like, whoop, no. <laughs> well, I actually have like these little personal personal wipes, and I give them to all my girlfriends just in case. I she calls love them the Hina wipes. The Hina wipes. <laughs> I love that. You should trademark that. <laughs> Seriously, the Hina wipes. And you can get amazing. them in like cute little things. You, you need to do something with this. But it wouldn't be for the reasons you need them for. It'd just be because I'm a dirty old hoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, fair. Yeah. You like to feel fresh. Because right? I don't yeah. ever think of them as like sex wipes the way you girls do. I think of them as like I'm 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 having my period and mm-hmm. it's it's, well, a, yeah. it's a nasty I old day today. I also use it for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if I was missing. Using Multiple it. reasons. Oh yeah, yeah no. Multiple purpose. I'm shocked that I don't have my baby wipes in my bag with me today. I usually <laughs> tote them around everywhere, but just in that's case. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, today is know. the day. <laughs> it's so true. You're in a room of all girls. But, but, but also before, um, if possible, I always like to like maybe get a little buzz going before I like sleep with somebody for the first time. So like weed? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I definitely like to partake in a little bit of a marijuana before because it just makes everything so much better and you feel so sexy, in my opinion, at least. And did you just... hear our weed lube episode? Of course I did. <laughs> I loved that episode. It was hilarious. <laughs> did you bring it? Did yes. you bring it? <laughs> she has, so for context, she has THC lube. Oh my God. That's a thing? Yes. Yeah. Go yep. rub it in, girls. You're going to change your life. <laughs> wow. They smell it. Last night we were... Does it smell uh, like sure, weed, smell San- yeah, smell smell it. Sandra's lube. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it to a party we were at on Tuesday night here in uh, here in Toronto. And I was, like, passing it around. Girls, go to the bathroom. Just take it. Rub it in. You're going to love it. And, wow. like, one girl was, like, legit offended. I'm like, why would you be offended? I'm trying to make your night better. It just, it just warms things now up Now you have to tell me bit. later it's who exciting. is offended. She needs to laugh. She just looked at me like this. No. I'm thinking... Thinking you need it the most. <laughs> Some people get very uncomfortable with stuff like that. Really? Yeah, I need that. We don't. Sex in general. Obviously. Do. Yeah, Game changer. Uh, open. Although, <laughs> some surprising stuff about the weed lube. You have to listen to the episode. There's rules involved. Yeah, you have to get consent. I guess. Do you consent to have sex with me? I have cannabis on my vagina. 
and then he will have to say, I consent. Wow. Because then you're going to bump uglies and he's going to yeah. get high. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. His, his balls are going to be oh high as fuck. He, he's, wow. He's going to be so stoned after having sex with you. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay, can I get so serious for a sec? It yeah. is interesting, right? It's a game changer. And like, there are new rules in the dating world, and you women are part of this, all the, the way things are changing mm-hmm. all the time. But what about the Me Too movement? Has anything changed uh, from before? to now in the way you date and the way men behave on dates or even on Tinder or any apps? Has there been a shift? Um, I think it's hard to say for me because the I wasn't really on apps when I was younger. And I, cause I like, my theory was just like, I'd go to a bar and pick up a guy. And like, I'm sure I could still do that if that was my choice of dating. So obviously the way that you're being treated from picking up a guy at the bar or like when people are drunk being hit on at the bar is way different than on an app. So it's like hard to like have a comparison of it. Like there, I never really come across that many people on apps that are like degrading or anything like that, but there is those odd people that you get. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What about you guys? Very rarely I'll get like a weird message. I I hear a lot of people also get like dick pics sent to them a lot. Everybody but me. (laughs) Me too. I I don't really get dick pics sent to me, but I know a lot of people do, but yeah. Do you want dick pics? Do you really want Sandra someone? feels left out. Okay, so I only want it from like <laughs> the guy I'm into. Like I do like getting dick pics. There's a time and a place. What are you gonna do with that dick pic? Like I mean, <laughs> like, it's not like you're gonna like like look would... it in and touch yourself. Because let's be honest. No, but it's no. just like it's kind of exciting to just get it. Like when I'm at work and I'm like a little bit like horny, and then like he'll send me a dick pic or like we start t- sexting. And but it, but I'm at work, so it's like a place I'm where it's so like so bad. Yeah, you're dirty, it's dirty. Dev- it's Even though I'm like not gonna it. really do anything, I'm at work. Like I'm not gonna go into the bathroom and like you know. But it's just like exciting. Well, I'll take I the loop like, with you. Yeah. Anything about yeah. Never know. <laughs> Maybe. I I think with the Me Too movement, it's just made me more aware. I suppose um, going out into the dating world. I mean. I think we all knew that the there were these like issues out there, but finally they're they've been made more public, right? So if I see a few red flags in a profile or I see a guy um, treating somebody at a like a woman at a bar that's maybe not not okay. I mean th- that's when like um, my like little sirens go off and they're like, be careful, be careful. Right. Um, but I think I've been pretty fortunate that I haven't really had any experiences that made me feel very vulnerable and I didn't get Hashtag me too, I guess. I think right. that's what people are saying. But um, how sad that you that I feel the same way that I I actually say I feel lucky that it didn't happen to me. Like that mm-hmm. you that you actually it's feel so lucky. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that should be the standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like women are feeling more empowered. Yeah, like empowered yes. to shut it down before it even starts. Because mm-hmm. it, I think for a long time you thought that you had to accept it, yeah. and now it's like, don't even try it, buddy, and it never starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's great. And I feel like this is definitely holding more people accountable. And guys are hearing about this and they're like, well, the last thing I want is, you know, to be made a public spectacle for something that I did. Right. So I'm going to watch myself. Yeah. It's, it's sad true. that we even have to we have to think about that. But, yeah, if only we could just teach everybody to teach others with respect, you know. <sighs> deal breakers. Can we talk mm. about deal breakers? Sure. I love deal breakers. I hate men who eat with their mouth open, oh, like oh, yeah. man, loud. Oh, I, my, I thought you were just going to stop it. I hate men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that too. <laughs> and I, I can't, like, there's just little things about people that I can't stand. So that if you were dating a dude and he started doing this, like this one thing or 10 things, whatever your deal is, what would those things be? Can we start with you, Carly? Sure. Um, okay. So some of my big no's. Um, 
somebody who is like really into themselves, like that's a deal breaker. So somebody who's like yeah. self-absorbed, just like I, I know this sounds really bad, but you know, like super duper gym ratty. So like I'm talking like ripped bros. Like, Bros, essentially bros, are just a huge called? deal breaker yeah, for me. <laughs> I'm, I've never been into a bro, um, and somebody who doesn't like animals. Oh, yeah, it's such a serial right. Color. But cats are out. <laughs> um, you know, what? cats are cute. Don't get me wrong, but just don't like own one if I'm dating you. Yeah, you, you know? have to like them, but you can't have one because cat men are weird. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's like, a serial why killer. Do you have quality. a cat. Like you're not, you know, like a 50 year old like woman living in like an apartment with like newspaper stacks. Why do you have a cat? So I don't know. That's funny. I know men, really good men that have cats, but even even I'm suspicious. Right? Like I'm there like, you why go. do you have a cat? You should have a dog. Why yeah. do have dogs? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. What about USL? Well, actually, like I actually got broken up with, and the reason I got broken up with was because my ex told me I liked animals too much. What? Yes. So He's like too many killer. dog pictures on your Insta? No, I was very normal about it. I just, <laughs> just, he just so you think. <laughs> so I think. No, he just wasn't an animal lover um, to begin with. So that was that should have been a red flag for me, like at the beginning. Because like if you ended up together long term, you couldn't get a dog together. And I have a dog, so oh, okay. I, and like I could tell like later on looking back, I was like, yeah, he didn't really like my dog. Like I don't think he liked my dog, and that's really important to me. But I didn't see it then because I was like so into him. Uh, that's definitely a deal breaker, someone that doesn't like animals. And um, someone who's just rude. I'm like a very like, I'm polite, I'm compassionate. And I just, I need someone who is kind of like on the same, right. on the same page. And for you, Lauren? Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously echo those things as well. Um, also for me, uh, travel is very important. If you're someone who has like never been outside of North America and have no desire to go outside North America, I find it like a really big turn off. Also, just kind of feel like they like live in a bubble. Have you guys ever been dumped? What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who yeah, hasn't been dumped? dumped? I was like, is there more to that question? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never really had any. Oh, serious... well, excuse me. No, bitch. It's, just, I never, no it's, it's my story is tragic because I never had any serious relationships until I met my husband. He was the first man oh. I I loved. I married, so there was no dumping. There was no. It was just it's like high school. Not really. Look at me. I'm adorable. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've all been dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of time. And for me, like, I don't think you have to be in, like, a three-year relationship right. to, like, be devastated when you get dumped. Like, I feel like, especially at this age, because your relationships accelerate very quickly. What makes them hurt, though? Is it that uh, that feeling of what could have been and, like, the plans that you make that you're not going to get to follow through on? Totally. Yeah. And like just being like feeling. Carly shaking Carly, her head. Yeah. Carly doesn't have a, a heart. Yeah, really. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's very different. Preface this episode with that. <laughs> no, she yeah. doesn't feel. Yeah, when someone breaks up with me, I'm not like, oh no, like our future. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't believe this. I just have so much self doubt after I get dumped because then I'm really hard on myself, and I'm like, well, it's probably because of X, Y, and Z, or. You know. Well, like, yeah, most people are like that. Yeah. When we get broken up with, you think you're the issue. Yeah. Right, that actually makes total sense. But you know. <laughs> but what's harder, being dumped or dumping? Being dumped. You think? Both because are really both hard. are hard. Dumped are really, really hard. Dumping is like an awkward conversation to have, and I'm like really bad with confrontation and talking about feelings and things. But I've already kind of checked out. Like I'm like I. I'm the one who wanted it to end. And Carly has no heart. <laughs> I do Whatever, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, Lauren. Yeah, there you go. 
Okay, but like the last guy I broke up with, I cried while I was breaking oh up with him. Oh my god, you're so adorable. <laughs> but that's easier. Yeah, but then I left and was like, okay, that felt good. Actually, this is the right move. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you ever get? Were you like on a high? Like, you know, when you break up with someone and after it's over, you're like, heart is racing and you're like, I'm on a high. Yeah, no. I get that. No. Oh, just... do you get high before you break up with people like you do before you have sex? No, I don't actually. I have to be like, <laughs> I have to be like, sh- because like that's the thing. I'm like kind of tightly wound and like weed just makes me like a chill, like calm person. I'm like woo, but when I'm like not you know i might be like a little bit more rigid so then i'm giving it to them straight you know like you're a butthole like i don't want to date you anymore because i thought ghosting how is how you broke up with people <laughs> i didn't realize that so the fact that you do you appreciate it when someone's breaks up with you properly 100 yes. it's just the right more respectful way to do it yes and but what do they say like how do they do, what are the things that the men tell you that like do they I, do they give you notes that i like animals too much <laughs> yeah you like animals too much I feel like, okay i feel like there's like a generic message and we've probably all used it where it's just like i'm just like i just don't feel that connection that i'm looking for right, i just don't right. see this going somewhere you know the generic do you point out the things that you hate about them no. like um By the way. you don't make your bed and also you smell funny <laughs> Your I toenails do. are too long. I've recently... <laughs> that was an issue once. I'm like, you need to clip your toenails. I'm out. Oh, my God. That's gross. He was like, he was like a fucking falcon. I was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ew. Like, I just remember, like, looking down once because we always wore, sh- like, shoes in his apartment. Right. I don't know, because he was a dirt squirrel. And, like, now I know why. <laughs> now I know why. It's because he was, like, hiding these, like... Fucking swords. I'm like, what is going on? Wait, like, did you how do you get sexy with that? Like, do, does he have to leave his Wear socks, socks on for sex? And looking back, I'm pretty sure he wore socks most of the time. And I think it was just like one morning, like getting dressed, and I just happened to look down and I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> this has to end. When Don't you do like, like a, a full body <laughs> check before you get naked? Like, I check for. Weird things. <laughs> Check for tips first. Yeah. Hillary, then, then you open it up for them to start checking you. Yeah. And we all have our own no. issues, right? Yeah, no. This is like in the heavy petting. So I'm like, <laughs> take your shirt off and I'm running my hand through his it's Like a full check. <laughs> but really, I'm like... Like we need to turn the lights on looking, full force. <laughs> My husband has more chest hair than skin. So, so I get it. Yeah, what's in there? Like I, know. I, always, I always feel like there's gonna be like like money in there. <laughs> always checking. That's so funny. Always. It's like a Tinder surprise. <laughs> It's something. I love that the toenails, like, literally, I'm going to be haunted by that story. Because my, when I, my dog comes into my bedroom, I can hear her. I know she's coming because we have hardwood floors. And I hear that click, click, click. Yeah. Is yeah, it the macaroni nails? Honestly, probably. Like, that's why he always wears shoes because Ew. he clicks. Yeah. Ew. But I'm, I'm curious. Did you tell him that you, that was something that you didn't like? Or when you're or just no, like, I'm fucking yeah, out. you're just like, like done. Girl, I fucking dipped so hard. I was like, I'm out of here. No. Oh my god! Threw my nail clippers at him when I was leaving. <laughs> Is it hard to date now that the guys you run into may know you have this podcast? Like, do you tell your your people that you do it? I like. I don't like open with it. Like, hi, I'm Lauren. I'm the host of Somebody Date Us. But uh, if it heads usually... up, I'm sharing our sex life. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but usually, people creep you on Instagram and whatnot. And I'm not like a sal. I don't have it hidden, and so people can find it very easily. Yeah. And I'm very open to talk about it. So, like, sometimes has it ever been an issue? 
Um, no, but you can usually tell when people are a little bit more open to it than others. Like some are like, that's really cool. Like that you guys started this podcast. I, like, I'm going to listen to an episode. Other people are like, oh, so like, am I going to be on the podcast? And usually I'm just like, no, unless you do some, something fucking weird, then yes, you will. If you have long toenails, then yes, yes you're going to make the podcast. Cuts. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep so your name it private. It could be a repellent in many ways then. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it if I was dating a guy. Honestly, I, I would hate it. I feel bad for our spouses because, like, sometimes <laughs> we nothing. throw them under the <laughs> bus, and like, <laughs> you have to admit, sometimes we blow up stories to make them more dramatic. <laughs> no, nope, every so story I like, tell about my husband is true. Seventy percent true. Um, more hair than skin. Accountable because, like, they know that if they fuck up, they're gonna be on somebody date us. And we'll have our army after right. them. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have an army? Well, you know, some people. <laughs> some of our followers. They're a little bit strange. We'll be, but... yeah. we'll, we'll be part of your army. I'm, I love it. I'm a mean yeah. drunk, so this is good. So, what, what happens? Do you tonight? <laughs> what happens to the podcast when you are in a relationship? We haven't uh, come across that yet. Like we. Lauren, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't know. I know. I think that when, first of all, I think the chances of us all finding love at the exact same time is going to be very slim, <laughs> given our luck so far. But also, I think we'll just offer a different perspective into the podcast. Like, we still have so many stories of being single and experience being single. Um, so, yeah, I don't think, like, we're going to be one of us is in a relationship. And it's just like, all right. Do you have to change the name of the podcast if you all find someone? Like somebody date us all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the submission. No, I we joked about it being like if we all were married one day and we still had this podcast for whatever reason, we would change it to like somebody divorce us. And like, <laughs> I love it. That seems like very far away from now. So <laughs> yeah, who knows where we'll be? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think you know. Yes, our podcast, it is about dating, but it's also about other relationships. So I know we have an mm -hmm. upcoming episode all about friendships and, you know, like wedding season when you're single. So or like when you're in a relationship. So we try and accommodate a lot of different relationships and a lot of different um, people listen that are, you know, in long term relationships. So we want to make sure that we're providing content for them as well. Right. We want everyone to be able to enjoy this, not just the single guys and gals of the world. So thank you. Lauren, Asal, and Carly for coming in. Uh, that was very illuminating, and I've never felt so happy to be married ever <laughs> in hearing your stories. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You're going to uh, go home seriously. to your husband and be like, honey, thank you for trimming your nails. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for being clean. Thank you for being a good man. Thank you for being respectful you and all those things. You can send us a thank you card for, you know, <laughs> enlightening you. <laughs> guys, we, I just want to wish you guys the best. It was so great to meet you today. Um, I really enjoyed our very first collab. Yeah. yeah. So Let's fun. do it again sometime. Yes. I really enjoyed that. it. And we want to wish you all the best in your Somebody Date Us podcast, but not any better than our podcast. <laughs> no, of course. That's, fair. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Yeah. And keep us apprised of your dating lives. Well, we'll be listening. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome. And yeah, be safe. Be safe out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. This was so much fun. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air, at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.
Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find the quick and the dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.